0: Hi and welcome to Shire Folk, my name's Wesley.
1: My name's Jen and we are bringing you Shire Folk. What is Shire Folk? Shire
0: Folk is a small rural tour that we're putting together where we bring over emerging artists and some of the greatest up and coming talent on the folk and acoustic scene over to Herefordshire and Shropshire, hence the reason shire folk, folk.
1: and uh, every month when we have one of these tours we're also going to be having a podcast where we have a good old chat with each of our artists and
0: so this week we're not going to hang around too long we're just going to get straight into it we've been blessed by having a conversation with the lovely George Bonesman.
2: I should be bolder and But you inspire the holder Which aches my
3: heart Morning George Morning George Good morning guys, you are right.
2: (laughs) Yeah
0: What have you been up to? What's going on? Where are you today?
3: Uh, I am home, up in Yorkshire at the moment Um, Mm -hmm. Where did I come from? I was away I just went down to London yesterday What Uh, were you doing? uh, I went for like my my publishers had like a little drinks thing because uh, they're, they're oh. merging with another publisher or something. A soirée, you went to a yeah. soirée, was <laughs> which is good fun and nice to go see the the city.
1: Was there cheese?
3: Was there nice fancy free alcohol? Oh, there was. Oh yeah, it's a
0: proper soirée. Yeah, yeah it's all right.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: And how'd it go? anybody interesting?
3: Yeah, yeah. It, to be honest, it was it was also nice to meet the other. Um, artists on the roster because you know okay. i you know i i don't really I, i've seen their photo on the website and stuff and may, i listen to their music but it's nice to actually meet them in person
0: that's cool hmm. yeah how are we involved
3: having you involved with shy folk how did we get to this point i suppose we met when uh because i've been part of the english folk expo mentorship scheme this year uh and you uh, i'm lucky enough that you are uh, have been my mentor uh and that's how oh, we unlucky. met.
0: Uh, oh, lucky, yeah. <laughs> However you want to
3: say it. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I, d- I don't know about you guys, but I, I imagine that you've sort of been inspired by all the stuff that's been happening through that, maybe. Or, I mean, you've probably been thinking about it for a while, and this this might have been the push.
1: It's quite a new develop. The whole project was sparked last autumn.
3: It was actually seeing you for
0: the first time at the... What's it called in Birmingham?
1: The Kitchen Garden Cafe. Kitchen oh, Garden
0: yeah. Cafe. Yeah. I'd never been to something like that. And we were just like, this is
3: so cool. Hmm.
0: <laughs> it was like, why haven't we got anything like that? And that that's, we where we, that's where
3: we met for the first time, right?
0: It was. Yeah, that's yeah. where we met the first time. And that's where the whole idea of this whole space is like, the whole setup, everything about it is really cool. Why haven't we... And then the idea died away, but it we was just like we were a bit it jealous did. that it was looking like that around us.
1: Yeah, it had always been that little thing. So obviously we were in the rural areas and... Um, you go to places like in Berlin and you've got the Kitchen Garden Cafe and you think this is such a cool space and amazing things happen and artists like you are performing. And if we lived nearby, we'd come all the time. Um, but it's actually a bit of a trek from here. And then you come back home and go, we haven't got a space like that. Um, so the easiest response to that is we should make one. We should do it. Um, so, we did. so we're blaming
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I was saying.
3: Okay. <laughs> But it's nice to get the smaller rooms of like 30 people you know for a little yeah. folk gig like it's perfect
0: it is it just feels really cool and such an intimate sort of feeding mm-hmm. uh, and then we were
1: you feel well, part of the performance yes you don't feel um well if you go to sort of bigger performances nowadays i always feel quite disconnected from what's happening on stage and you're very much just the observer um but within that smaller intimate space, you just become absorbed into it so much more and you just feel like you're part of the performance. It's absolutely, well, I, I yeah. just really much prefer it.
0: So I've stopped going to big gigs, super big gigs now. I just like, it, I mean, it has to be something super special for me to go to like an arena-sized thing now because mm-hmm. it just feels like, in all fairness, I'm watching TV from a distance with lots of reverb yeah. <laughs> and way too much standing bass waves so that I
3: can't really hear anything. Yeah. It's similar with festivals for me because... Yeah, I, I love the bigger festivals, but, you know, I much now prefer the smaller folk kind of ones where the stage is there, the bar's yeah. there, the toilets are there, my tent's there. <laughs> it's, it's so easy.
1: Nice and handy. you can walk literally from one to the next bit. Yeah. See, we loved it at the Cambridge Folk Festival when we came down and saw you perform there. Um, that, to me, was a really nice size festival. Mm-hmm. It surprised me. I'd never been to the Cambridge Folk Festival. And in my head, my dad's talked about it from when he used to go in the 70s. And I just always assumed it was a much bigger thing because you, you, you see these great big festivals now, and actually it just felt really, like, really lovely. It. it was big, but mm-hmm. it we it, it actually felt quite intimate. The spaces weren't too far away. Food was great. Yeah,
0: imagine yeah. we didn't do anything on the big. We didn't see anything on the big stage on the on the late night thing. I bet that still got very full.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all quite spread out, and I, I think the thing at Cambridge and folk festivals is most people just plant their chair and that's where they sit for the whole day Yeah, and they just yeah. take it all in. Um, but no, yeah, at night it gets a bit more party, I guess. But um, <laughs> So talk to
0: us about your music, George. Was it like a child thing? You started playing at like two or, you know what I mean? Uh, I, it
3: added- I think the first thing that I did was uh, I joined, I was in a church choir, like I guess, when okay. I was about six or seven. Uh, and I did that for for a long, long time, maybe 10, 10, odd years further until I left for uni, I guess, Okay. Um, which I did because my grandpa, I guess he kind of got me into that. Uh, and then I joined my, uh, my sort of English side of my family is very sort of amateur dramatics. So I joined the local amdram society fantastic, and, uh, and did all that kind of stuff, which is great fun, pantomimes and things as well. Um, brilliant. Uh, but and then I started piano at seven, I think, uh, and then guitar I didn't start till maybe fifteen, and I'm self-taught on that, so that was just with friends, kind of playing in pubs and things. And how how come we went? Was
0: it like electric rock guitar to start, and then folk, or did you go go straight in? I mean, what
3: was that teenage sort of spark on the guitar? Um, well, I was in a, a rock band, my my teenage rock band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I was the singer, and I played a keyboard on that. Uh, and that was really good fun. And that kind of was a real sort of catalyst to, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. I love performing and, and whatever. Um,
1: and what was the name of the band?
3: Uh, Eskimo Sandwich. Um, nice. Always good names. <laughs> always good names. It's a teenage band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is really good fun. And like, we're we're all still really good friends. And like the drummer, especially, I, I play with like most weekends at, on at functions and things. And he he's the drummer on... Uh, my upcoming album as well. so
0: Oh, awesome. So that's, oh, that's
3: cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, acoustic guitar, I kind of started when I was 14, 15. I didn't really play electric until a bit later because uh, this was all just playing pubs and uh, covers and pubs and things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I did for just for a bit of extra cash. Um, but I didn't really get into, like, I say, folk style uh, until I was at university. Which, uh, when I joined like a, a folk band, uh, I was in like a klezma band and stuff as well. And <laughs> yeah, brilliant.
1: So it sounded like there was quite a good music scene at your university then.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did music, so I was yeah. Just that helps. Definitely involved yeah, that in, in yeah. definitely involved in in a lot of stuff. It was it was more classical based, so I did a lot of orchestra stuff because I, I play trumpet as well. Uh, so
0: oh I wow! Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you do move around the instruments yeah, I was saying this to you the other day though yeah. what is it the folk is they don't stick to one instrument they, they they have to pick up many many i don't know a single folkie who just plays one instrument it, they always
3: pick up more i think you just get a bit of like, yeah <laughs> what it is yeah. yeah
1: I think it's more unusual though because you've just used said you so you're playing piano you play stringed instruments and then that's obviously a not like the brass instrument. Yeah, it's a completely different skill set, isn't it? It
0: is. It's the whole deal.
1: Like you, you see someone and, and if, they, if it's any instrument with strings, they can pretty much pick it up and just play it. But I think that's more unusual to say. Yeah. You've you've completely gone to a different part of the instrument family.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah.
1: Personally, I can't do anything with woodwind.
3: Just I, can no, out, no, I can't do no. woodwind. I think I've grade one clarinet, which I did for a charity <laughs> thing <laughs> at uni. <but laughs>
1: We did buy it. We did buy a clarinet a while ago to give it a go, it's it terrible noise. Make a
0: horrible sound with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, with your multi-instrumental uh, ability, you ended up on Taskmaster. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk, talk to us about that. Um, so that came about when a friend of mine, uh, Kieran Towers, who's uh, an amazing uh, all-time uh, fiddle player, um, he... I think he like is it is it Alex Horn who kind of runs Testmaster and he yeah. has the band uh, what's the what's the, his brass band called um, the Horn section or something?
1: What was your feel? I think they're called the Horn about.
3: section or something. Um, but I think I think it's either Alex or one of the people in that band jams with Kieran in a bluegrass jam.
0: Okay.
3: And uh, and he knew that Alex was looking for musicians he could just play a random amount of musicians and uh yeah. and he he asked Kieran and Kieran went oh i know a guy who plays all sorts of random stuff <laughs> uh, so he got me and another guy and Kieran did it himself and uh and yeah we, <laughs> so we were asked and that was really cool and we had to play like i think i played trumpet melod- melodica uh <laughs> guitar i had to do like a matchbox thing i had to pretend to be a um, Russian little girl or something <laughs> and, uh, I don't know uh, but that was really good fun yeah
0: how, was that filmed in like how, over what period of time uh, it,
3: it was filmed I think it was over like five months because every okay. comedian does their bit on one day the day that they're right. free so we, we came whenever they were free um, and the premise was basically they had to write a song in 20 minutes uh, with us and then we would perform it Okay, um, and you had some really interesting people on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, my favourite was uh, uh, Rod Gilbert. He was uh, really funny, really nice guy as well. Right, cool.
1: And what was his song about?
3: He was the, uh, the the It was called the the little matchsticks girls or something, and it was about um, a toothless goon who was snoring and this match
2: because <laughs> people <laughs>
3: sell matchsticks or something. I don't know. It's a funny episode, so you should watch it. Okay. So what I'll
0: do is, if I, if I can find it on YouTube, yep. I'll, I'll put it in the link. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah. I still get yeah.
3: people coming up to being like, oh, you're in Taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: It's never leaving. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> or oh, whatever. let will just keep coming around. So you've done uh, a couple of EPs yep. until now. Is it two EPs you've done
3: now? I've done uh, two EPs, I guess, more official EPs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what and you're what you're working on now? I've uh, just finished an album.
1: Nice. Very exciting.
3: Very exciting. Yeah, which is good. And uh, I've done albums before, but this this they were always more self recorded demo things that I just wanted to as yeah. a CD to sell or or something to get my name out. Uh, so this is the first one that's professionally recorded. Problem? I suppose. Yeah. Went to a studio. Very nice. Uh, yeah, and it's full production, full band, full all sorts of things, so awesome. Yeah. And you excited about it? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty chuffed. It's it's definitely yeah. a step up from anything I've ever done. So I'm I'm looking forward right. to getting out. Excellent.
1: Um so how how did you have, you have you approached that? Is it just do you have like a an organized regimen of sitting down to, to write or is it just you're out and about and ideas come to you?
3: Um Well I mean I think before, as I mentioned, I had albums that were all demos and things. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I always used to revisit songs, revisit recordings, and I thought I just have to stop doing that because okay. I'll, otherwise I'll never stop. So I thought, right, yeah. I'm going to do everything fresh. Everything's going to be new. Um yeah, and I, they came about quite because I had a, I had a couple of songs. So I went to record them and I thought it was just going to be another EP. Uh and then that turned into another couple And I think I sent that to you, Wesley, and you said, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep going. (laughs) So I thought, okay.
0: Again, it's my fault.
3: (laughs) It's your fault, but it's a great thing. So (laughs) I'm I'm grateful. (laughs) Uh, And it was was nice because I'd never really recorded for a band before. I'd never written with a band in mind. Yeah. So I was like thinking, oh, so what could a cool groove be? And what could a drum part be? and, And like one of the songs, the bass part came first, which... It was cool. Okay. I think I was just messing around with it, um, and it, it, it was quite. I like the sort of pressure of having a a, a recording studio booked because, like, right, I have to write something, otherwise it's not going to happen. Um, so, like, I turned up to the recording studio with a bass part. I laid that down, and then we got a drum groove, and then we just built on top of it. And I had like idea of I had the melody, I think, and then I just sort of messed around with lyrics. Uh, so it was really quite. Uh, Nothing too, hadn't had the song for a year before I recorded it. It was all quite fresh, which uh, I enjoyed. I think that was really good. So, That's quite an exciting way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I kind of thrive off a bit of pressure, I think. If I don't have anything ready, if I don't have anything booked, I don't think I, I'm, very, I'm very, quite lazy, I guess.
1: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also with the pressure. It's 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 not spontaneity, but it is. It's responding directly to how you feel at that particular point, and just yeah. being able to lay something down. And if you think about it too much, then you start to re-edit yourself and we kind of question what it is you're doing. Um, and that can, I think, yeah, can kind of stifle right. a little bit sometimes. So some just be just being able to be that responsive and just be like, let's just go for it. Do it. I yeah. think that's yeah. it, it comes across. I think. Yeah.
3: Because you, you, you have only a set amount of hours for the day, right? So you yeah. Yeah, you yeah. do something. Someone says, "Yeah, that's great." You're like, "Okay, that's it then." Yeah, I can't yes. it.
0: <laughs> and, it, and that can stifle, I think, creativity a little bit when you see, where there's unlimited money, you know, with this unlimited time in the studio, and it just becomes a home, a place to hang out. Yeah, which sounds amazing. I would think I would love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I think it, sometimes the creativity can sort of reign for that because, like you said, there's no sense of urgency with it. It's just like, oh, we're well, two years later, we're still in the studio.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this was done like a weekend here, a weekend there. Yeah. Uh, over like maybe six weekends or something. So, so it's quite quick. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is quite quick. But um, but no, I mean, we we are we allowed to say we've heard some of it? Yeah,
0: yeah say that. of course. Yeah. We're
1: not, no. playing it. And not playing it. I know when we're not playing it. And it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, we really. know. So, um, but uh, we've been singing, singing along to those songs quite yeah. regularly. They just kind of come into your head. They're, yeah, some really beautiful songs. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it being actually released yeah. at some
0: point. Right, on the gigs you're doing, um, what's your favourite song sort of for you to play now? Because that can change over time, can't it?
3: I think generally it's... Uh... The newest songs, just because yeah. they're fresher and they're more exciting to play, and you still, you still, you're still working out the flow of it. So it's nice uh, yeah. to, to push and pull the song a bit and see what how you can perform it. Um, so like my newest song is one that I play first called "Passing the Silence," and I th- I think that's that's my favorite at the moment. And it's a different tuning, which I never normally really do. So that's quite fun to mess around with.
0: Okay. Go on then for the guitar notes out here. What's your tuning
3: for that one? It's in uh, Drop G. Okay. Drop G, uh, which I got from um, playing, uh, what's he called? Something Fine, that song by Jackson Brown. So I, I learned that tune and that's in Drop G. And I was like, this this tuning is just so lovely. It's very, uh, it, it's like it's a rolling G chord basically, and, and you can go up the neck and then mess around and stuff. So nice, yeah. Recommend it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I struggle with different tunings. It makes yeah. it in my head. Yeah, it does, <laughs> but.
2: It's
1: yeah. all the shape semi Yeah, I was like, oh, got that'll right right work. Well, this one, this wasn't
3: too bad because, like, drop G and drop D, the strings at the top are the same, but it's just the, the bass strings. Okay. So, right, it's okay. more for like a drone yeah. kind of sound, which is what you get.
1: Because when we came to see you the first time, um, a lot of your songs are quite, um, just beautiful to listen to, but also quite emotional. And there was one song. That we kind of said should have come with a mascara warning beforehand about the dog.
2: Yeah, I
1: remember. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's the most beautiful song. But um, we did we did need tissues at the end of yeah. that one.
0: It was definitely the room got dusty. Yeah, yeah.
1: real quick. <laughs> um, but uh those, I think because of the way that you play and the way that you kind of you harmonise with yourself um, with your vocals and things like that. There is there's just such a beautiful tone that comes through when you sing. Um, I, it always makes me think, and it's, it's obviously because this is where you come from. But it does make me think you need to be running across a wild moor, and <laughs> you've got the wind blowing, and it—it it just kind of conjures up that imagery straight away in my head whenever I kind of hear your music. Hmm. So I think it's quite interesting how place comes through. Yeah. With that a little bit. Great. That's but, nice um, to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So from a listening point of view, I say that's one of my favourite songs to listen mm-hmm. to, even though it makes me want to cry.
3: That's that's run on that one, yeah.
2: Morning air. These walks we share. Together we are two of a pair. I watched you grow through summer and snow. From one day, oh so long ago. Run on my love across the field you gave us the joy that lasted years
0: so the other thing is on that first gig you did a duet Mm-hmm. There's this, suddenly there's a random voice in the middle of the audience started singing with you um well
3: that's Catherine priddy uh, yeah who lives just around the corner from the kitchen garden cafe um yeah and we wrote uh we did a co-write together uh, i had a song i had like a melody i had like the i had the, the music and i think i had the Chorus, lyrics, and I was just struggling to figure out the verses, just how I wanted to write the song. Uh, And we were hanging out backstage at a festival. I think I maybe played a bit for her and she was like, oh, that's great. Like, I'd love to, I'd love to help do the verses. And she did. And
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. great. Yeah. Yeah. If, like, uh, suddenly in the middle of the audience,
3: we weren't expecting. There's like yeah.
0: someone in the audience to sing. Wonder if he knows her. I think she, well, I think she just had
3: an operation, I think so. She wasn't feeling very good, and I was like, Well, if you don't have to sing it if you don't want, but it would be lovely if you could. And she said, Yeah, all right, let's go for it. So I went to her, and she was sat down, and uh, which was I think just in front of you guys, so. it was,
0: yeah, we were in the corner by the piano, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. hiding in a bag. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I love it when when musicians do that, yeah. They come out and it's an acoustic performance, it, you know, with these rooms, like the 30 size yeah. it's perfect for that. Yeah. Um, and you, you suddenly, the whole audience just, just kind of leans in. So I thought I, I like to do that kind of thing. Yeah. It also feels,
0: f- from my point of view, it feels like uh, an individual experience. So some concerts you can go to and you feel like this is a stage performance that you're seeing what, is, what was
2: yeah. They were in and exactly the same, same place, same, and she
0: yeah. said everything was identical yesterday. You know, where they stood on the same spot. There, it always kind of makes it feel like this is something that's happening just once, right in front of us, and it'll be different the next time it happens. And you know, she's yeah. always nice.
3: I think that's that's part of the folky acoustic tradition. Yeah, yeah, make like, it feel yeah. different. Yeah, it's to it's part of that jam. You know, part of the audience just kind of bring people in, and, and it's okay to relax and enjoy yourselves. Yeah, rather than be a slick show.
1: Yeah, and just to kind of absorb it and just allow, yeah, um, just react to actually what's going on. It's really nice. With that in mind, when did you know? when did you find out you could whistle? Yeah. Because...
0: We weren't (laughs) expecting
1: that. It was quite an impressive whistling moment that happened in the show, and I very rarely actually hear anyone who can really whistle, especially nowadays.
3: Yeah. It seems to be the thing that people mention straight after the case. (laughs) (laughs) How did you learn to whistle? (laughs) Uh, I, I don't know. I, my parents say I've always done it. They they always said they they know I'm happy because I'm whistling, which is right. quite sweet. <laughs> That's nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I've done it all my life. I just whistle everywhere.
1: Because I have mm. tried.
3: And
1: when I've listened, to you know, when you sing along to a song, and we've been listening to yours, and then you're walking along and you try to do the whistle bad and noise, just fail miserably.
3: Noise.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> um, my two front chompers don't let me do anything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I kind of, and it's because, especially with these newer songs, which are bands, so there's like a couple of solos, there's a couple of instrumental sections, it's kind of, I can't play harmonica, so I thought, I need to do something, and I just whistle, yeah. and it seems to be going down quite Man,
1: well. Really yeah. well. Yeah, it works for
0: you now, yeah. When we were... Um, at, you've got one song, um, where how high the mountain mm-hmm. and on your recording it's with a quartet. Yeah. And when you do it live, you just do it a cappella. And we've seen you live, what, four times, five times now in various different places. We've seen you at Cambridge, English, uh, we've seen you at the Welsh, Frequence well, ex- uh, ex- uh, Wales. Oh, yeah, Wales. Yeah. And a few other things and this lovely private event that was near here, which is lovely. Um, at the Cambridge it shocked me every time you do this song the room goes quiet okay and because you're just doing a cappella. but like even at Cambridge you could hear a pin drop kind of quiet in the audience at a festival I mean how does that feel for you on stage knowing you've literally got a hundred percent attention off the people in front of you especially like in a when there's a bar at the back of the room in a festival, everybody's just stopped <laughs> doing what they're doing and staring. does that feel?
3: I mean, it feels good. It Feels <laughs> great. <laughs> it's. I'm always at the thing where, uh, like, you have to earn your silence. So if the, if the crowd's chatting, like, you have to kind of just try and earn that silence. Yeah. So that's why I, I always strive for that because it suits my kind of music. So if I get it, I'm I'm always buzzing.
2: At the
0: yeah. End, so. Yeah, because that was just like the moment at the Cambridge which was like. I can hear myself
3: breathe, yeah, this is quiet it, 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 <laughs> it doesn't always happen It is what you just said there that's
1: one of those moments where you feel the audience lean in yeah. this everyone just kind of pauses for that second and and you are just the total mm. focus um it it's quite, it's, yeah it's a very impressive yeah. style, I think yeah
2: how high the mountain How high the earth. With you, my darling, together we share And I will hold you close
0: so go on then on stage what's the funniest thing that's
3: happened to you well i do a lot of functions as well like weddings yeah so you get a lot of sort of funny moments after that Uh, the first thing that comes to my head was uh obviously people at weddings they're having fun they're drinking a lot perhaps um and this, this lady i think she was sort of moshing out a bit at the front and uh, her hair like quite long hair gets caught in my tuners and my guitar
2: Oh!
3: yeah which is really quite and I was I'm obviously sober so I was very panicking and I was like stop stop like she was dancing and because she was drunk she didn't notice and she she was pulling her hair out and I was like just stop and I just the bands kept going and I was there untangling this lady's hair for my uh, tuners Anyway, it was okay because she didn't know us really, but <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I looked at the band and them. they were like, what What just happened there? <laughs> uh, but you yeah. get, you know, all sorts of things happen like that with drunk people.
1: Yeah. It's fun of, of a musician with a drunk person. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what's going to quite
0: mm, happen. Yeah. Please stand back from the stage. <laughs>
2: this is yeah. expensive. Can we have a bit of yeah. respect for the band, please? It's <laughs> a little but bit personal. you have to just keep stories. going. Yeah. And yeah. Just, just drive straight yeah.
0: through it. Yeah. <laughs> When you're doing your own stuff, what would you say is like a standout moment for you from live? Is there anything in particular?
3: The first thing that comes to my head, uh, I did a series of Nick Drake concerts, um, which were like shows that um, we played some of our own and a couple of Nick Drake songs, and it was like in the round with other musicians. Um, and it was the first time I did that, and it was with uh, Catherine Williams' um uh she was like the one of the other artists i'm struggling to remember now because it was quite a few years ago um but i remember like that was the first gig when i went oh actually like this is this is what i want to do because this is such this has been such a lovely night and it, it was a really it was a it was a step up from the gigs i'd done before which would just be it open mic or just a bit of rubbish kind of things every now and then um so I remember after that and cause the, cause the sort of the support afterwards was, cause everybody seemed to love it. And I played a couple of songs. Uh, I played a new one, which, uh, I wrote for my brother, one of the first songs I wrote for him. Uh, and I just remember the feeling and cause obviously cause the subject matter and with Nick Drake and stuff. And I was just like, this is, um, this is definitely something that I would, I would love to do and just keep sharing music for people yeah. and, uh. You can get used to the lovely gigs. You can, so I thought I ne- I want to get more. Yeah. I want to keep doing it. And I just remember the buzz I had. I think and that kind of. And
0: there actually is sort of a YouTube link,
3: isn't there, where we can watch you playing Nick Drake's guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was the the next one after that was, next that was with okay that was with Catherine and 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 some other people uh, okay, uh, Luke James Williams and stuff. Um, yeah, because the guy who organizes that is uh. Down by the River, which is a great promotion in Durham. And he puts on these kind of lovely shows and, and it's all, yeah. But yeah, I played his guitar, which was very cool. I played two of his guitars. I well. was oh, good. very nice.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and how, how how shaky were your hands when you know that actually? Made... Oh, I was so nervous. I think I messed the lyric up as well because I was just very intense. Yeah. Don't drop it, don't drop <laughs> but, it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: But though, yeah, those are the moments that are, that
2: are amazing and they
3: happen... Suddenly, you are just like, oh, okay, yeah, I can take this guitar. Okay, I can play this song. Fine. Yeah. You didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly with
0: your music as well, and you can hear the Nick Drake vibe through.
3: Um, and so I suppose that one was a particularly special one. Yeah. Yeah. How was the guitar? You know what? It was. It was great. I. I was because with old vintage guitars, sometimes they can be a bit. Uh, I don't know. Just maybe the tuning's not too grey or they're a bit rough around yeah. the edges. Uh, but this obviously had been looked after so well because it played so beautifully. Yeah. And yeah, it was, a, it was his Martin that he did. I think he, he recorded Pink Moon, the album with it. Uh, and then I played one of his nylon guitars and that was very beautiful as well.
0: What's it like hearing your music on the radio? When the first time you hear Mark <laughs> Radcliffe saying your name on BBC
3: Radio 2 Folk show, how the hell did that <laughs> I mean, it never gets old. Uh, me and Catherine sort of talk about this sometimes. Like, you still get really excited when you hear your name on the radio. I don't know what it is, but it's just, yeah. you know, it's cool. And how many times has somebody <laughs> pronounced your name right on the radio? Uh, very, very few. Uh, <laughs> but when they do, it's, yeah. it's extra special. <laughs> it's extra special. Yeah. Some, sometimes people ask me. Like, I remember uh, there's a, a, a really, really great radio DJ called Bob Fisher who was on BBC Tees and he was one of my first kind of guys who got me on, played my music, kind of got me moving kind of thing. Uh, and he, I remember the first time he said, so how do you pronounce your name? Yeah. I mean, ever since he's, he's got it bang on. Wonderful. So.
0: And just to confirm, the pronunciation of your surname is? <laughs> Bonesma. Bonesma. <Bumsre>. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, the you know, I'd say... But it's fine. Say, I, I don't mind. I said Bonesma for
3: a year before I asked. <laughs> I you know, everybody gets it wrong. It's fine. <laughs> at least, you know, because I had uh, Bob Harris once introduce me at a Gig and I think he said like and now George Bumsby? <laughs> I was like that'll a whole new- cool. <laughs> yeah. Bumsby. I've had I've had John as well. I think people panic my second name and they go, and John Bumsby yeah. <laughs> I think on one of my theory uh, certificates it's Boucher as well. Oh, nice. like.
1: Busher <laughs> How many personalities can one person have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, these are the alter egos. I think you need to have like a little character yeah. for each of those alter egos.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So you've done quite a few things over the last 12 months. You know, you've been with the EFX, English Folk Expo, and also that's yeah. led to doing lots of different things. So can you, can you cover a little bit about what's been going on over the last
3: year, really? I mean, the EFX has been great. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed my year I feel like I've learned so much um because, well the EFX is so it's a, it's a mentorship scheme for four artists uh in the folk kind of genre I guess and they basically their role is to sort of help support us and get us ready for like industry events and to kind of move up a, a level in that sort of sense uh the business side of things uh, so we have a mentor throughout the year uh, Wesley you're mine <laughs> Uh, I'm really sorry about that yeah sorry it's been great like and they definitely matched as well i think because we get on really yeah. well and we have lots of interests and stuff they similar uh and then we we get invited to these like showcase events which uh there's the english folk expo in manchester there's the ama in uh in london uh then there's focus wales uh we get to play at Cambridge Folk Festival, which we did, which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then we do another showcase at the English Folk Expo in Manchester. I think that's all of them. It's because we're, we're, when when you're first starting out and you don't have anyone to sort of bounce ideas off, you, you're not sure what to do, really. Like, how should I release this song? What, what nobody knows and nobody tells you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there isn't so a guide step really... by
1: step. Is this is yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, you know, if you do it for 10 years and you eventually maybe think, okay, this is, this is the step by step thing. Yeah. If you're lucky somebody comes up to you when you're early on in your career and says this is what you should do yeah. and you go okay great uh so it's been really invaluable for me just to kind of be like to be able to say oh what do you think do you think this is the thing do you think this is the thing and then they go you should try this contact this person they'll tell you more so it's been it's been great excellent Very uh, i feel very lucky to be a part of it
1: how did you find out about it
3: uh i, I know a few i have a friend, a few friends who are alumni so Catherine's alumni, uh, Chloe Foy's alumni. Um, so I, I've seen them do it and they've kind of got something out of it, uh, really valuable, so I thought, why not? Yeah. No harm in trying, and then I got picked, which is great.
0: And so you got a single coming out on the 21st of September. I do. Which this podcast is going out before that, so we won't be including yes. in this, because, but we, yeah. we'll go on the 21st of September, we'll put the link to the single, <laughs> in the description yeah so,
3: so. Can, I can I can give you like a 30 second clip if you like oh, okay fine. we're gonna first sniff it and
0: <laughs> like, it's just
3: gonna be ding. there you go it's gone there you go that's all you get
0: <laughs> <Cold laughs> <one. laughs>
3: just the intro <laughs> uh,
0: what's it called Ben?
3: it's called Lily of the Nile okay although
2: I am often tired. with sorrow From the moment I fell in love, She's always welcome, my lily of the night I am lost, some might say But she's there calling out my name No need
0: What's the, the idea behind that
3: song? It's a song um, <clears throat> I wrote it as a, a thank you song uh, okay to my partner who like because the whole album is is sort of centered around grief uh, Okay I tried to keep the music quite uplifting. I didn't want it to be too sort of dark and somber, so hopefully the music's uplifting, but it has like a, a darker themes in the in the lyrics. Uh, so it was a song I wrote to my partner as a thank you for just kind of being there, <laughs> being a solid okay. rock when when I went through some grief. Uh, yeah, basically, it's a beautiful song.
1: It is really a, a stunning mm-hmm. song. yeah. It's a, so yeah. I mean, well, well, I remember because
3: some sometimes you don't you don't really want people's help when you go through something like that. You don't really want to talk yeah. to people. Yeah. You don't. I just want to get it on with myself. But then you know later on you look back and you go oh yeah actually I'm kind of glad that I had that person to sort of just whatever I needed to talk about I could do that uh, so that's what it's yeah that's what it's, I try to come across
1: <laughs> you you recently had um, a, a music video an animated music video and that was fantastic and mesmerising yeah. actually watch. We'll she'll put a link in the description for that one. How did that one come about? How did that kind of collaboration with the <clears throat> with the illustrator artist? <laughs>
3: uh, well, that's my friend Alejandro Ojuela. I'm not sure how I pronounce it. I'm probably scuppered it there. But he's my my friend from uni, who's from Colombia. <laughs> my friend from <laughs> Colombia, uh, and he's a really really cool cool dude. Uh, he was. I think he was in like the colombian circus for a bit and I don't know. oh why so he's a real arty arty guy um and i think he we collaborated in the past he did a couple of co- album covers for me and, and things uh, yeah back quite a few years ago um so we stay in touch every now and then what we're working on and stuff uh, and he he's i think he had he had covid and he said he said dude like i've I've been having these crazy dreams, these really mesmerizing like visions and, you know, through COVID and I've been listening to your music and I, I, I have this idea and I need, I need to do it. You can imagine a, a really thick sort <laughs> of Colombian yeah, you know, yeah. accent. I, I have these crazy <laughs> dreams, man. <mate. I'm> like, <laughs> um, and it sounded really, really cool. And I was like, yeah, that's great. And it was this one particular song in Rose. Um, which is quite romantic. It's quite like, uh, uh, yeah, it's quite a romantic kind of song, and uh, it's it's focused around like like two eyes uh, looking at you. And he was like, I can see the eyes. I can see like and, and anyway. So I I said yeah, let's go for it. If you want to do it, I'm I'm definitely up for. And uh, and he did. And uh, yeah, and I love I love abstract art in general. So I, I I've always wanted something like that. That's kind of more just visuals and things, and he's made it kind of match the music. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's beautiful. So I'm, he's done a great job.
1: Yeah, it is, he looked that the moment it starts, you just can't draw your eyes away yeah. from it because, like you say, he responds to the music so well. And, you know,
3: he's a great animator. He has, like, a, a freelance company and stuff as well. So if anyone wants something similar, you should go ask him for something fresh. I'm not yeah. sure when the album will be out. Uh, it'll be next year. Yeah. But I'm trying to, like, plan which... Because the making the album is the easy bit, right? It's it's now it's the difficult bit is how to plan it and how to what to do yeah. and what to release. So luckily, Shire Folk came about. I thought that's the perfect place to put a single. So fantastic, thank hopefully you. Hopefully
1: But it is it is quite an important decision I think with releasing the album because it is it you just you, although there's that part of you that would just want to get it out and you want everyone to listen to it. You also want to make sure that everyone listens to it and that it has the the best impact when it actually lands. So it's got to be really hard to kind of balance that internally is to just, everyone listen to the songs, it's all out there, just put it out and actually let's save it and make it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, I definitely have learned that from uh, the effects thing. It's like, you need to be patient, you need to plan, yeah. get it all lined up and just, just, you know, make sure you don't rush. Yeah. The worst thing, like you said, the worst thing you can do is just, just drop it out and then yeah. maybe your family and fans... Your, friend, friendly friendly. Your family and friends, family and friends, listen to it, and it's like
0: great. Yeah. But you've and sent it to it. a few people, and I've seen some of the feedback you've
3: got, and it is great feedback. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some good feedback. Yeah. It's yeah. Been, It's been It's been good. I'm I'm really excited. I'm yeah. Like,
2: yeah.
0: This is it. Just put it out there. But no,
3: steady Eddie. <laughs> <AD.
2: laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: So what exciting things have you got coming up in the rest of the year? Apart from, obviously, we know you're coming and to share folk, but...
3: I've got a mini tour in Holland, which is the end of October. That's three dates at the moment, although I'm trying to get a fourth. Um, I went to a thing, like like a talk, at one of the... I think it was at the AMAs, where it was about touring. And they said, a long weekend goes a long way. If you just go for four days, it's so much cheaper. Do four gigs, like... Put your foot in the door, then assess. Go somewhere else, assess. Rather than do like a three-week stint somewhere you've never played before and then spend all that money. I'll be releasing probably another single before the end of the year. I'm moving to Birmingham next, in, a, in like a week or two. So that's something exciting. That's yeah. exciting. <laughs> Midlands.
0: You're getting ever, ever closer to the shires. <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, I'm slowly drawn to the shires.
1: The best part of the country. Okay? Yeah.
3: It's very handy like for touring as well, because it's bang in the middle.
1: It's, 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 it is something we used to find when big touring if you could ba- base yourself in the middle it meant you could just be wherever you needed
0: to
3: be anywhere within a few hours to be quite yeah. honest and you don't have London prices yeah yeah because yeah. you know I, I love North and it's lovely uh, it's where I'm from but it's just miles away like the, every time I do the drive back up I'm like oh god
1: is there a particular service station that you always kind of get to there on that is. rate where you're like, okay, we're new? And, and
3: I've decided to name my first dog after it. So <laughs> <laughs> You
0: know, you have an affinity to that service station when you're naming your dog after it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how much you get to know the good service stations when you're on which ones to stop at, which yeah. ones to avoid. Mm-hmm, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: that two o'clock in the morning floppy sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The worst thing
2: ever.
0: <laughs> of all the songs in your back catalogue, Which one should we put 30 seconds of to end with? Chinatown. 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 There we go. And we look forward to seeing you on Shirefolk for three days. Um, And yeah, Yeah. it's going to be exciting.
1: We're really looking forward to it.
0: So if anybody's listening to this before the 21st to the 23rd of September, 2023, you can come and see George Bonesmer play as part of the Shirefolk tour. We're playing on the 21st of september at ludlow distillery which is by ludlow farm shop
1: yep 22nd of september it is at the jam factory in hereford
0: and the 23rd of september it's at violet's tea room in bridge North at the top of the cartway you'll get all your tickets from Um and you can also see some of the other amazing artists that we've got coming over um, thank you ever so much, George. It's been lovely to chat with you, and we are really looking forward to spending three days with you yeah. on this mini tour. I'm
1: you've put up with this for an hour, the fact that you're going to have to hang out with us for three days. Yeah, it's
3: great. I yeah, enjoyed it. I actually he's going to be it.
0: going, Where's the dressing room?
2: Get me away from them. <laughs> <And> they're <laughs> <You> weird. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, thank you for having me. It's been great. Cheers, George. Thank, thank you. you.
2: What was your name? There are so few. You choose to stay, and I had no clue I wanted you. You wanted me to fall clear in love with you. What could I do but feign defeat from winter's eve?
1: How did
0: that go for you, Jen?
1: I think that was really fun, yeah. actually. We had a great time chatting with George. Um, he's as always. Such an, oh, as always, he's such a great person we may have come across a little bit fan but that's because we, we are. are incredible fans <laughs> yeah, of his work
0: i know his songs <laughs> just stick in our heads you know it's just one of those things it comes to, seems to be constantly on on spotify in our house mind you saying that all the shire folk artists it's seem the same to be, for yeah. all
1: of them ever since we've heard them it's just um opened up a whole world of music and and performances that we've never heard of before and we've seen so many of them live on multiple occasions now. Yeah. But, um, and it's always different every time you see them, which is what makes it so interesting.
0: Next month, we've got Lady Nade, like yeah. lemonade. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we've got Lady Nade. they so excited about that.
0: Yeah. Just think, in two weeks today, we would have finished our first Shire Folk event. We would have done Lolo Distillery, and we'll be setting up at...
1: Hereford at the Jam, Jam Factory. It's rather nerve-wracking, actually. It is. But, um, it's gonna be absolutely superb.
0: If you're listening in the future, you missed it man you missed a dream <laughs> tour of George when you could see him at these size venues
1: but uh, if you did miss it oh you, yeah. um, we are actually filming um, each of the tours and we'll be putting snippets of those up on our YouTube channel so you'll be able to revisit your that favourite performances
0: true go to YouTube and check, search for Shire Folk Music this project has only been possible because the amazing support of people like Us Council England
1: English Folk Expo
0: Ludlow Distillery
1: The Jam Factory Violet's Tea Room Hobgoblin Music
0: Lovebridge North
1: and Buy From creative agency. Oh,
0: and recently Mudlang record in Ledlow.
1: That's true. Uh,
0: yeah. thank you so much for everybody getting behind this project.
1: Thank you for listening and
2: we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.